girl, a regular read of the latest LGBT+, trends, TV, and the ever-expanding world of drag. Hello there, I'm the Velvet Snatch, and welcome to this season four of Girl. As usual, we have a full house today, and I'm joined with Thotter Stew. Hello, sexy bald lady, how are you doing? <laughs> I quite like that I went up at the end there, like it was a question. Thotter Stew? Are you? <laughs> are you Thotter anymore? Are you Stew anymore? I, some days I don't know. I've been on night shifts for three weeks, so I don't know who the fuck I am at the minute. What's the ideal <laughs> ratio between Thotterism and Stewism? 70% Thotter, 30% Stew. That, that's fair enough. It's all about branding. <laughs> and of course, Jim Bunny, Glenn Kevin. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you How's feeling? Life? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just counting down to return to the second home. Mm. Dieting like mad, like right now. <laughs> I've tried to keep myself like below 1,700 calories and I get so hungry on a night. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> It's it's really tough. It's really tough. I tried to cut sugar out of my diet for like two weeks and I was like, whoa, this is this is withdrawal. <laughs> like it's really difficult changing your diet. Yeah, like yeah, when the other half goes to the pub, like after uh, work, like he works from home full time, so he goes off there and then I'm at home and I'm like, be home by seven thirty and he comes back at seven thirty one. I'm like, Where were you? <laughs> we <laughs> need to eat. Death. <laughs> and we are joined by two wonderful guests now you might know them from season three of rupaul's drag race uk we are joined by the wonderful anubis and charity case how are you doing my dears anubis first we'll go. <laughs> hello i begin with a so i'm always first hello <laughs> i'm good how are you guys gals everything in between we're good. We're, we're excited for your upcoming tour. I mean, it's quite surprising. We were just like, oh, where's this come from? What a crazy idea. But I actually kind of fucking love it. Like, you know, are you excited about it, Charity? Hello. Yes, I'm very, very excited. Um, it's something that we've spoken about doing for a long time, actually, for the last, like, couple of years. Even since the show together, we said, wouldn't it be really cool to, like, put something up together that we've like created ourselves without any input from like a production company or you know like a, a team behind us so so yeah it's really exciting to to finally bring it to life it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one even just the artwork for it got us excited to be honest so you know oh thank you it's a good I mean, start <laughs> i mean i literally we've we have we've done everything ourselves this tour so everything. we're very proud including our artwork the concepts and booking the venues and creating the events online and all of the press and everything so yeah we we're very excited to, to finally bring it to life together like like you're saying though with like when the production team handles it you kind of feel like you're not able to personalize it as much like it does sound like you've very much been very hands-on <laughs> and been like hey let's make this us you know yeah definitely i think that's like the biggest thing about what we wanted to do with the tour, because I feel like a lot of the time with drag, I don't know about Cherry, but I can speak for myself. I feel like a lot of the time I feel quite restricted with what I can do with my drag, with mm. certain gigs or venues or and stuff like that. And I feel like it's a real opportunity to kind of have total creative freedom and just do everything I've wanted to do since Drag Race. You know, I've kind of been sitting on so many ideas and outfits and kind of concepts for performances. 
and I'm kind of just tired of waiting around, you know, for someone to to pick me up and say, oh, I want to do this, you know, and instead of doing that, we've kind of just, you know, done it all ourselves and, and stuck our teeth right into it. So, yeah, I think that's the best part about it for me. What about you, Charity? Yeah, I think, you know, it, we're kind of doing this at a time where it's it's necessary in our industry as well, you know. I think the drag world, like has provided an opportunity for some people, some individuals to come and take advantage of artists in our in our world and and on our level. And and it's kind of difficult when the the scene is taken over by that and monopolized. So I think it's really, really important that we do try and step out of that like toxic environment mm. and toxic workforce and, and, and we move towards like a place where, you know, we are all informed about like not only the money that's being made with the show that we're performing at, but like the money that's being divided around and how much people are being charged. And it, it, sh- it should be fair. It shouldn't be like beyond the books or, or like just like left obscure, like in the air. And and this is something that I felt for a long time. And I've, I've experienced with certain performance booking companies and... <laughs> And I think it's really, really important that we we do our bit to to step out of that. So that also is like, you know, a, a big source behind why we want to do this ourselves and why we're taking on the huge, massive job of <laughs> self-producing a tour. <laughs> I, I think so it's absolutely like. wonderful. I really, I really feel like this is the, the way to go for a lot of people. Because like you say, when you get promoters, they have their own idea of what drag is. And they kind of go, hey, these are where I'm putting you. This is what we're kind of expecting. And you're like, oh, but I want to do this. And then, you know, the the reason you got into it, the art becomes the, the you know, gets put in the back seat, you know? It's almost yeah, like definitely. there's an elephant in the room for promoters. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold no. back, Stu. Don't go on. <laughs> oh, I'm not holding back. <laughs> People deserve to get paid, is all I will say. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. People do deserve to get paid, but... But again, it's even it's even more than that. People deserve to get to, to know about what what and what percentage is being taken out of what they're being paid. And you know, I've worked many jobs where I've had no idea. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say that right now, and, and that's not good enough to be honest. That's that's someone taking advantage of me. And and realistically, if we're, we're gonna talk about it, I mean, I'm no lawyer, but I'm pretty sure that that this seems a bit like fraud. You know, yeah. to not inform somebody of the cut that they're taking on. The benefit of your work like i i don't know i it just i'm not accusing anybody of fraud of course not that's not my intention mm-hmm. here but i'm just saying like that this drag world that has developed in the uk and i'm sure all over the world provides an opportunity for people to take advantage of artists who you know that we don't work with money and accounting <laughs> and like that's not what we do we're drag queens we're performers we're <laughs> artists and Doing, doing all of that is difficult. Being self-employed is difficult and we don't know nothing about it. No one teaches you about it. So, you know, it's Wait. like it's really, really important that that we're not taken advantage of like this. Well, it's a respect thing as well. It's the fact of you're just like, hey, look, I've hired you in order, you know, and I to respect me enough to treat me properly and not try to cheat me out of things and to, you know, keep me in the loop of things because Yay! That if money is the last thing you want to think about when you're a performer, but you just want to kind of be able to trust that you you're gonna be paid properly for what you're doing, and you know that that's that their whole job. Their whole job is to you know. Also, like 
you know, we are our own managers, we are our own bookers, we are our own everything. Like we do it all ourselves. We do our own like spreadsheets on our own taxes and we keep track of our own income and our own expenses. And it's it's not an easy thing to be doing. Mm. So on top of that, to have people like who are using it as an opportunity to take advantage of people who, like I say, this is this is probably new to a lot of people who are doing drag. And and it's not it's not an easy topic to discuss. We aren't thought about how to do your self-assessment tax return in school. Like there's a there's a lot of like admin and stuff that goes into having a job like this. And so it's it's really important that, you know, we try and take back some control of of that sort of side of things, of the financial side of things. So yeah, that's another reason why we decided to go on the road together. <laughs> now we'll talk about the tour a little bit more later, but we'll just want to get into some stuff about you both personally for a moment now. Obviously, charity first and foremost. I think everyone's aware of it, but official congratulations from us on the marriage. Thank it you was so much. Thank you. Beautiful to see. Honestly, all the pictures that you've been posting, there's a height of jealousy because they're all just stunning. Oh, thank you. They're really, really <laughs> cute. How thank how is you. life as a married? Demon. It's pretty similar to life as an engaged demon. I'm not gonna lie, nothing changes much. Um, except sometimes I remember to put on my ring after the bath, and sometimes I don't. Um, <laughs> and that's something I'll get used to, I hope. But you know, demons can be forgetful. Um, and yeah, it's 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 really lovely having someone that's like committed to me and wants the best for me and it's I've come a long way in terms of um self-love and self-care you know mm. which is also really really important in in these circumstances and in any relationship you've got to be able to like really know yourself and and love yourself so so yeah I think I think that's really helped me get to the place that I'm at today in terms of being a married monster <laughs> under the bed <laughs> You've got the glow. You've definitely got the glow. Like that, yeah. you know, everything's starting to go the right way. The self-care is oh, kicking thank in. You. So, thank you. I, I to to like be that. fair, speaking of glow, both of you look absolutely amazing today. I know oh, yeah. of you. I know oh, I know our listeners you. can't see it, but like I feel they underdressed in terms of hair and tattoos right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you should ask me what I was wearing about three minutes before we jumped on the call because in our meeting, I'm sat there with my hair scraped up, my sleep still in my eyes, and my dressing gown on. <laughs> oh my god, we're doing this, we're doing this. <laughs> Have you got a favourite memory that you've shared with the other half so far? Um, probably somewhere in Brazil. Like, after we got married, we went straight to Brazil, and we did some Paulo and Rio de Janeiro and Salvador in Bahia and it was it was honestly like a dream come true I've never been anywhere like that it was genuinely like paradise on like like white sand beaches and like clear the clearest like most turquoise water so that was honestly amazing and yeah just seeing his family and his culture and traveling around Brazil and being immersed like that was something that you know I never envisioned happening to myself and I love traveling I love experiencing new things and you know not not everything was was better out there I mean in Brazil they don't you can't flush the toilet paper that you use so there's like a bin next to the what? toilet and you have to put your used toilet paper in the toilet bin <laughs> and so that was you know there's some things that I was like okay really <laughs> I'm doing this but rest of the time it was fun you know just going to the toilet was uh yeah not a not something to get excited about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that does that sounds amazing. Now, Anubis, like you've recently released your debut album. Like it's called Rebirth. It is called I don't Rebirth. know how you pronounce yeah. it. You know when you've got like three eyes, it's like is it rebirth or is it rebirth? Or is it or do you <laughs> just, need to put a glitch in it? So it's like rebirth. <laughs> yeah, you just have to say it for hours long. Rebirth. <laughs> you just sit there. Every new album yeah. is gonna get a couple more eyes in it. And it's just yeah. like well, eventually. It's like it's loading. But <laughs> Yeah, I might do a couple more vowels for album two or three. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Um, a bit like Adele. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just, just milk it. But yeah, but no. How's the reaction been so far? Yeah, it's been fab. You know, um, it's kind of a project that I worked on on the side for a lot of this year. Um, it's kind of always been something I've wanted to do, to be honest, since I was like maybe 11 or 12. I've always wanted to like release an album because mm. um, I've always wrote songs and, you know, loved music. That's always been my other passion aside from drag. Um, it's what I've always known and made money from. So I wanted to really sink my teeth into that this year, my little vampire tea. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I kind of dug up some songs from when I was like 14, 15, um, rewrote some of the lyrics after a couple major things that have kind of happened this year to me in my personal life um and yeah just kind of took some time it was almost like therapy um just kind of having that time to myself and like really writing down everything that I had to process the last couple years and just like growing up you know like obviously I was on the show as a teenager and um I'm now you know still very young but you know I'm turning 23 and um yeah just it's kind of a a strange a strange time in my life but it was a, a really nice way to kind of release all my emotions and also, you know, connect with my fans that have, you know, been through similar things and similar experiences to me. And I feel like that's been a real reward from releasing the album, you know, because no matter how many streams or or whatever, I feel like that's that's always been my intention with music, has always been wanting to connect with people through, you know, something that I've always loved so much. So, so yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. Thank you. I mean, to be fair, I mean, the, the whole album felt to me like a catharsis basically like like you even end the album the last bit of the album is you saying oh thank you for listening as though it was like you know hey i needed to get this out of my system so i don't know yeah. if it's been any good but thanks for actually letting me do this you know <laughs> And I've Obviously, had drag yeah. performances like that where you just go, you have no idea what just happened, but I really needed to do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, because I feel like that was my my whole thought process was just trying to like get everything out that I needed to. Like that that really was the goal, you know. It wasn't um to release a fear sickening diva track for the club, honey. You know, because mm. if it was, <laughs> uh, you know, I would have done something majorly different. I wouldn't have sat with a you know an R and B drum beat and you know this jazz guitar. Um. But, you know, it was just something for me to indulge in. Honestly, it was just like a, a real project that I love doing. And it's been one of my highlights of the year. So, yeah, I really I do appreciate that. But I mean it, you know, I, I do really appreciate um, people taking the time to listen because there's so much content to digest nowadays. And there's so many Rue Girls and so many franchises. And I think a lot of people find it quite hard to keep up with us. I had to survive uh, Glenn's Rue Girl playlist on the way to DragCon this year. <laughs> so and I was just like, how much fucking drag music is there? You know? Yeah, so, there is a lot, girl. There is a, <laughs> a lot. lot. I wanted to make music, you know, I kind of, that was my intention was to not do the typical drag music that you hear, but maybe to kind of show off some other skills of pop or jazz and R&B that I can kind of, you know, show off some things that I didn't get to show on on TV, you know. Mm. Yeah, no matter how much the world tells her not to, she just keeps pushing on. Isn't it? <laughs> just keeps going. <laughs> That's how you make the money, though. 
if if you were trying to no, get I'm someone hooked on the album though, what what would be the gateway track? Like, what's the you know what's the hook? Which one's going to draw people in for you? Hmm. I think it really depends on what you want to listen to, what your vibe is. But I, for me personally, the ones that I find myself putting on repeat are Spellbound when I want to you know maybe chill out um, mm. and um, light something. Um, <laughs> if you know what I mean? Um, yes, yeah, that. Um, uh, I don't want to promote that though, obviously, to to anyone. Um, anyway, let's move on swiftly. I also like "In His Eyes," which is a gorgeous love track. Um, yeah, that's that. They're my two favorites. But yeah, it kind of depends on the vibe. But that's why I love the album because every kind of song has a slightly different vibe, but it all still somehow feels cohesive with the instruments that I've chosen and the editing that me and Kieran Armitage, the producer, kind of went through for, you know, a four or five month period we worked on the album for. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I, I really enjoy the sort of Kesha moment you have on there where it's like sex pound sign fame. Like, yeah, was that an intentional Kesha reference? Or, cause I, that's probably my favorite song off the album as well. So. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Do you know what? That was that was kind of one that I wrote when I was about 12. That was one of the youngest ones. And that was all about me kind of like wanting just like to be famous and just want to be a celebrity. And that was kind of all I really cared about. And then, you know, that, that song really focuses on my teenage, uh, my teenage loves and goals and, you know, wanting to just go on Grindr and spend all my time on there when I was a teenager, you know, <laughs> just unhealthy habits is that entire song's purpose. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate that. So thank you. To be fair for me, because I'm not massive on the R&B vibe, it was the sort of thing where the tracks that stood out more to me is where it just is a chill out with a piano. like. What is it? Banknotes will burn. I was just like, oh, okay, this is one I can get behind because it's so down. It's so sort of subdued, I think, with a lovely message. And I was just like, okay, this is stuff I can get behind. And I quite like that. And then obviously the title track is very, that's where you go, okay, cool. We'll put a pro we'll put a bit of a dancey thing on this and we'll go, yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll go a bit yeah. concept album kind of thing at the beginning and the end. And, you know, and I, I quite like that, that it's got like different faces on the album. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, that's kind of always been my drag. And I think that's why I wanted to focus on that a lot. And especially the motif with like the eyes, like you say, the eyes like I feel like I've always kind of been a bit of a shapeshifter and I feel like that's what me and Charity kind of share in common as well and I think that's part of the reason why we initially even connected on set on Drag Race I feel like we both kind of have always been shapeshifters and creatives and I think we recognize that in each other but yeah I, I really appreciate it because that that has been you know something that uh, was my intention behind the album and I'm glad that that comes through so yeah I appreciate you saying that you connect with it but yeah just I hope that people listen to it and give it a chance and if you haven't heard it um yeah please go stream it on Spotify and Apple Music and all the other places you can hear it um yeah all, all for free as well so you know enjoy the 40 minutes of music that I made this year you, you get to do the Rue thing and just be like available on iTunes <laughs> yeah exactly that exactly Oh, hello there. I'm the Velvet Snatch. Now, as you know, I'm obviously a dom top, but for all you naughty little bottoms out there, I'd like to tell you about these new bottom supplements from a friend of Dorothy. They make getting clean down there just a little bit easier. So whether you're preparing for a special someone, several special someones, or just sliding down a bar stool out of your tree on poppers, friend of Dorothy have you covered. Check out their web store today by searching for friend of Dorothy store and use the code GIRL15, that's G-U-R-L-1-5, for 15% of selected products. 
I'm the Velvet Snatch, and I'm a friend of Dorothy. Naturally, you've both done many interviews about Drag Race by this point, uh, but do either of you have like an exclusive or memorable story uh, from behind the scenes? There was an episode after I'd been eliminated um, where we came home. <laughs> where we came home. Came home. We went back to set. The set was home at that point. We're spending all of our time there. We only went back to the hotel room to sleep in little holes. Um, and then, <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. It's a joke. And um, so we uh, we went to the set and we were watching them do the comedy show, the comedy challenge. They were all on stage doing like the the roast, and they were supposed to be roasting everybody in the room and stuff. And I walked back. I walked in, and I it was this this moment that I was like. Oh my god! I'm so glad that I'd been eliminated at this point because uh, Kathy Burke was one of the guest judges on this episode. She was sat behind the te- the the judges table already, so we got a chance to kind of like spend a little bit of time with her and have a little chat with her and have a laugh with her, which wow. was honestly like one of my best highlights of the whole show and at this point, Michelle called me over and she said, "Charity, come here." so I went over to her and she said, "I just want to let you know I get you and she was like. I do get you. And so it was just this moment of like validation that I felt like I had never gotten from the judges at any point. So it it kind of like let me move forward from this like dark place that I'd been in since being eliminated about like feeling like my drag and my message didn't come across and like what what I stand for wasn't wasn't wanted and Mm. what wasn't wasn't listened to so so yeah that was kind of like a reassuring and heartwarming moment for me from filming drag race that's so sweet that's that's cute it's really that's really nice that's lovely that (laughs) yeah everyone seems to think that michelle like everyone's like oh michelle hated you didn't she she's all like honestly no michelle liked me the most out of all of the judges like michelle was there she saw me and you know what it is because like my drag comes from a place of feminism and like of fighting misogyny and trying to like broaden the box that like we're putting women in by parodying them in stereotypical ways you know I think it's our responsibility to do that as the queer community who rely on female allies so much and as the queer community who are fighting for people to self-identify no matter their appearance like who are we to say that like you you don't look woman enough because you've got hairy legs or you don't look this or you don't look that you know because and there's and here's another scoop. I was told that I had two hairy legs on Drag Race. You know, I was shouted at on that runway about the hairy legs that I had on the stage, and that's not okay. You know, what 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 does that then mean for women around the world, young girls around the world watching the show who who don't want to shave their legs or don't want to fit into that that box that straight men have been oppressing women with for generations. So, you know, that's that was kind of like that's kind of where I come from with my drag. And I, I felt I was worried that that message didn't come across and that like it wasn't heard, you know? No, I think that's really good. And I'm really glad that it was Michelle that got you out of everyone. But An- Anubis, like, can you think of a good memory between yourself and Charity? <laughs> or have you no, immediately just it. wiped them out of your mind following this? I've got an incredible anecdote from myself from when I was 11, but I, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm only messing. I'm only messing. No, I do have a charity story. I'm trying to think of the first time we met because that's kind of something we've never talked about. 
but I just, I mean, just to give charity proper praise whilst we're whilst we're here, because I I remember kind of hearing, you know, that she was going to be on season three, and I remember kind of almost being starstruck by her when we met, and I feel like everyone on my season felt that about charity, like she just had this. She still does, obviously, but she just had this presence, and I was like, "Oh my god, like who is this?" Like I've heard of her before, and I, you know, followed her for a little bit before we started filming. Um, but it was just, it was a real treat to meet an artist that just kind of was totally authentic and raw and so daring with their drag. I'd never really seen anything like that, especially like you know, it's fab in Brighton, and there's so many different types of drag, but. Charity is someone that I feel like always has got an idea and she pushes it to the max and she's really inspired me in our friendship to do that with my drag as well. And like, that's kind of just something I wanted to mention. I don't know why, but I just wanted to give you uh -huh. praise. I feel like we talked about me in the album a little bit and I just wanted to say that about yeah, you. But... It's, it's so sweet. You praise I remember when the Meet the Queens came out for season three and everyone was just like, what the fuck is that? And you're like, oh yeah, you don't know Charity Case yet. Like for the people that didn't, and then it just has that look. And it yeah. was just so iconic that everyone else is like, just glamour. And you're just like, I, I, I don't I don't know. I always thought it looked like one of the um, fire monsters from Labyrinth. You know, yeah, exactly. and I was exactly. just kind of going, "Okay, that is a serve." Because what the fuck? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad, I'm proud of what I showed on the show, and um, and thank you, Anubis. I really appreciate that. You know, I feel like for a long time before the show, I'd worked really, really hard on like my reputation and my career and. And like building myself a profile and in the drag scene in the UK and doing it through like online and and through the press and you know like going on Drag Race was kind of like a big a big decision for me because you know I knew I was kind of giving an opportunity to to the producers or to people to to show me in a certain light or to maybe like you know do me dirty in some way so it was it was always like a question for me and. You know, in some ways, that's kind of what happened. That's kind of what I feel like happened. But in other ways, I'm really, really glad that I still got to showcase my my work to to more people. And like I said, broaden the the horizons in the mindsets of so many more people of what drag can be. Mm -hmm. And that was my goal. And and I think I achieved that without kind of like breaking my my morals and what I stand for, which I wasn't willing to do and I will never be willing to do, you know, like my, my drag is political and it's emotional and it, it comes from a deep place. So, you know, sometimes it takes going through an experience to realize that maybe it's not the right place for you. Mm. That's the conclusion that I came out with at the end. That, you know like it's not just not a place for my drag like what I do really doesn't fit into drag race anyway like I don't I don't pretend to be funny characters in sitcoms I don't you know pretend to sell products that I've just just made up I don't I don't do the scenarios that they're asking me to do I don't pretend to be in a girl group like you know sometimes I vomit in a glass and drink it on stage or like <laughs> Take a paintbrush up my ass and paint a picture with it on stage. Like I do different things to what they want me to do. I mean, I'd like to see the reaction on a runway to that. Maybe you know, just, <laughs> just imagine it. Just Sophia Lesbexter just sitting there. <laughs> Shaking. That's all you would see because the BBC would not show any of it. Yes. <laughs> I think I that think definitely would get Ginny Lemon. I think that whole thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've I've come to like I've come to terms with my experience now. It was a long time ago, and you know, I've 
I've lived a life like apart from that. Like I've done lots of other stuff in my life that 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 also was really nourishing and fabulous. And you know, I'm at uni now. I'm studying fine art, and I don't I don't want to be doing drag forever. Like I'm loving it right now, and I've loved it ever since I started. But you know, I want to be doing something else as well. So like it's all about it's all about phases for me, and like what I'm enjoying and what I'm not. So. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see where I end up. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Well, to be fair, while we're talking about you two embracing your art and doing it how you want to do it, let's talk a bit more about this tour. Yeah, so Nightmare Before Christmas tour. <laughs> um, very good choice, I would say, because, you know, you two both embrace what people call alt drag, but I don't really think it's alt drag, it is just drag. It's mm. only referred to as alt because of what is publicly known as drag. Yeah. So... I'm going to say my kind of drag is what this two is going to be. You know? <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very what, what can we expect? Give, give us, go on, give us some, some scoop. You know, we're going to be promoting it. We, we want people to come to the shows, especially the one that we're going to be at at Newcastle. What, what's coming? You know, let us know. It is an extravaganza show of many, many different things. So I know um, that I can speak for myself. I don't know how much you want to reveal charity, um, but I will be serving up some killer vocals on this tour, um, almost kind of doing a burlesque cabaret set, um, kind of like flashback to the 1930s in New York in a jazz bar. That's kind of the vibe that um, some of the show is. Um, so it's you get a kind of sneak peek at my vocals and me kind of uh, properly showing off my voice, which I haven't done since the show um, or ever, really. I guess you've never seen that. Well, but I mean, in my I, head, I... I should have mentioned it with your album. Your voice is fantastic. Like it's, you know, it's oh, the fact of, you. wow, <laughs> well done. So that is going to be a high point of the tour. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. I'm excited to like kind of go back to my jazzy kind of fun campy vocals um yeah because i feel like this year has been quite serious with the pop and the ballad so i'm excited to just have fun like pure camp fun um and yeah i'm serving up some killer outfits we've got um me and charity are making outfits this week um and we're actually having a photo shoot this weekend so you guys are going to see some new content very soon um but yeah we kind of we initially thought of the tour because we wanted to do something that was kind of inspired by tim burton and his creations so we're definitely touching on that um, I know that I'm going to try and incorporate some um, Coraline. Um, I don't know if I don't know. If, I don't want to say too much about what you <laughs> what you want to do in case you don't want to say it. But um, it's going to be full of surprises, tricks and treats for sure. I'm just waiting after you've said all that. Charity's just going to be like, I'm going to throw up in a glass. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, push my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well. You'll get some Christmassy surprises from me. And it's all about variation. That's what I'm going to say. Mm. Not all of us can sing, but some of us will try. And um, and I'll, yeah. I'll be bringing some fabulous looks. And we have some some interesting segments and ideas going on. So, so yeah, we're really, really excited to bring it. And I think, I think it's going to be an opportunity to showcase what we do, like what we enjoy to do. And... And yeah, an opportunity for us to actually just have some fun on stage together. You know, I think like it's really enjoyable performing with someone that you love and that you care about. And I'm really, really excited to make this happen with Anubis out of every queen that I know. So, so yeah, we are, we're going to take over the, take over the country and 
um oh gosh i want to say like infect people's minds but i don't think that sounds very good does it nowadays i don't I think, think we'll sell it's many tickets we'll sell them to a few people <laughs> yeah we would yeah the specific <laughs> ones but you know it'll do yeah but yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a good time and we're actually <laughs> planning, we're actually like driving around the country from stop to stop as well so it's gonna be like Going on an on an actual tour ride, like a road trip mm-hmm. situation, um, and yeah, we we can't wait to to show you what we've got planned. We're gonna have duets and solos, and maybe even a puppet or two. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves puppets. Hey, getting wow. right in there. I hit myself. So, is there anything? <laughs> is there anything you're both looking forward to? For being on tour, uh, any cities you're looking forward to going to that you've not been to before, or anything like that? Yeah, well, we are opening in London, which is always such a camp time. I've, it's kind of, the, I think that's kind of the first major place I performed in drag before Drag Race was heaven, and I just remember that kind of feeling like a real poignant moment in my like, you know, early drag career when I was a little teenager, and then you know, doing Drag Race, I feel like. London's always been such a buzz performing in, so I'm really excited to start the tour there because obviously it's Charity's home now too. Um, and yeah, and then we close in Brighton, so obviously them two shows are our hometowns and our cities. Um, but I mean, the the places we're going to really are all the locations of venues that we've, me and Charity have both performed in before, either together or separately um, on the UK tour for Drag Race Season 3. Um, and yeah, I feel like all of the cities that we've chosen for this for this tour are incredible audiences that we love going to see. You know, especially up in Scotland, I just did my Rocky Horror tour there for Halloween, and that audience is always so electric. So I'm really excited to just travel around, like because we haven't done this since last year as well. <laughs> so it's fun to kind of be able to travel together. It's like a little mini holiday, but we just have to kind of put lipstick on every day in between. <laughs> it's a very specific kind of holiday, I think. Yeah, yeah very. very I'm, I'm very excited for up, the, up in Liverpool and Manchester um, and even in Newcastle and Cardiff. Honestly, I'm very excited for all of the shows. Um, all of the venues are amazing venues that, that, like you say, we've either worked with before um we were at john the unicorn in london which is a gorgeous pub in peckham and like lovely owners and i've worked there for a few times so it's just really nice to work with people that we've worked with in the past and to you know feel supported on this venture of like producing a show together um because like i say it's hard work and it's not something that we've I, you know, we've we've put on individual shows and we've done things like that, but this is a much bigger scale. So, so yeah, it's um, it's going to be a, a fabulous journey. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> but not to leap too far ahead. But uh, in twenty twenty four, do you have any plans lined up for after the tour? Anything that you're looking forward to? So I'm planning on going to back to Brazil in February for Carnival, which is something that I'm very excited about. Wow um obviously i have uni still going on so that i'm not that excited about to be honest because it's like lectures <laughs> and like essays now just but go and drag really just just liven it up like, just... 
the first year was so fun. The first year was so fun. Like, I did sculptures and painting. Now I've got to do art history and art context oh. and stuff. So, you know, it's just, that's, that's all a bit, but that's all a lot. But it's all for my, my own benefit, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to going to Rio for Carnival. That's it. <laughs> Rough with the smooth. So, yeah, for me, I mean, what my kind of main focus on for this next year is I'm going to be venturing into a slightly kind of, not, I don't want to say different career, but a slightly different avenue or perspective of the career that I've kind of have carved out for myself. Mm. Um, don't want to give away too much, but, yeah, just kind of, it's going to mainly be about, uh, about the voice next year, not just uh, music, but... Um, you know, voiceovers and voice acting and cartoons and animation. And that's kind of what I'm venturing into now as well. I'm kind of exploring my artistic side with um, what I want to do in that realm, because it's always as well been another thing that I want to explore at some point. So, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. And also there probably will be some new music. Um, but, yeah, what I'm really focused on is trying to sort out a clever drag con plan, because this year was lovely, but... <laughs> very sweaty i mean what is going on with that so i'm just trying to figure out some some safe light bulbs that won't you know completely take my face off in two minutes flat um <laughs> and you know putting all that together which is very exciting no that it sounds it sounds very really exciting now thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting to us uh, is there anything else that you'd like to promote while you're here Oh, um, we have kind of covered all of it. I feel, but, you know, yeah, yeah. on tour. It's going to be a fabulous time. It's it's going to be a wondrous event to remember, full of nightmares and dreams and <laughs> all sorts of sexy, wonderful things. So <laughs> we would love to see you there. You can get your tickets at nightmarestour.eventbrite.com. And we hope to see you somewhere across the country. There's also a meet and greet, so you can get a photo with us in some fabulous looks. And yeah, I hope to see you there. And I'm sure Anubis wouldn't mind seeing you there as well. <laughs> well, you know, I I wouldn't mind it, but you know, it, it would be slightly inconvenient. But I guess I could make it for the right time. So, you know. But yeah, see you there. Please grab your tickets. And um, you know, if you want to follow me and follow charity, you can find us on all socials at Charity Case, which is charity and case with a K, and at Anubis Finch for all of my stuff. So do it, have fun and explore yourself. Mm. <laughs> explore yourself. The, yeah, I think that's, that, that's after the gig, maybe. That's uh, you know, that's if you <laughs> haven't found anyone at the gig. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you like, you know, the, the ticket price is, you know, what it is. So you get your money's worth. As long as you've got a paintbrush, that's what's important, right? Yeah, that's exactly. I know. Get yourself to B&Q. And obviously your album Rebirth is available on iTunes and all good music providers. Exactly. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thotter uh, Stew, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Um, we shall be at that gig. We'll be at the Newcastle gig at Bobby's, minus obviously Glenn, who is going back to his second home. Um, we <laughs> will be Cam. at yeah, Grand Cam. <laughs> We're shipping. But look, sometimes we have to ship him off and get rid of him for a few days. Just uh, everyone needs a break sometimes. We, we get, it, it's like the fountain <laughs> of youth. He regenerates his twinkdom when we send him over there. <laughs> You're not wrong. Honestly, the, the twink glow when he gets back from Grand Can, it's it's a different thing, isn't it? It's called um, yeah, we'll be it's all those vitamins. It's all those vitamins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on, vitamins with air quotes right there. <laughs> all you have to do is go downstairs in Bunga and yell Bukaki and then suddenly you, everything goes on your skin and you're a lot, lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> we, love, we love a wow. bit of protein. 
That's a bit of protein. It's, yeah. a B, it's an interesting beauty regime, but it is one. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it works. It, this skin is flawless. Yeah, we'll, um, so we will we will be at Bobby's Newcastle, um, which also sponsors our podcast, so we will see them. Uh, and then we will be at DragCon UK 2024 at the London XL, and we will also be at Totally Drag in May next year. Bloody hell, I it's think all that's gone. all of my that's all my plugs for now. I mean, I'm I'm uh, almost worried to ask Glenn what he wants to promote right now for <laughs> alternative beauty methods. But well, I guess we'll go on the line of Bukaki and we'll start with uh, our lovely new pals, friend of Dorothy. So, if you are looking for any wonderful supplements to spice up your sex life pills to help make the cleaning process easier or to get more skincare on your skin you can go to friend of dorothy store and also use the code girl 15 that's g-u-r-l 15 where you will get 15 percent off selected products Ooh. in addition to that there's the hadrian cup coming up in march i think this year with my lovely newcastle ravens one of the biggest lgbtq plus inclusive sporting events in the country i will argue it's probably the biggest one going and the only one going so if you're into touch rugby or rugby union please give newcastle ravens a follow and pop along to that as well yeah, amazing. Uh, and as for myself, you can go to thevelvetsnatch.com, which never gets updated because I'm lazy, uh, or my Instagram, thevelvetsnatch. Uh, and we have the Drag Castle Panto uh, on the 17th of December at Prohibition Bar in Newcastle, which is Peter Pan meets Rocky Horror. Uh, it should be quite fun. Tickets are limited, so uh, check it out. It's available on Eventbrite or by going to dragcastle.co.uk, I think. <laughs> But yes, thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Tune in next time where we'll have some more fabulous guests. Let's sign off uh, in the best way we know how with the Nightmare Before Christmas tour coming up with a lovely goodbye cackle. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>